Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 27, verses 51 through 56. This is a series of staggering events that happen immediately after Jesus' death. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. So just a reminder as we go into these texts, everything in Scripture is God-breathed. It's meant to convey truth that God wants us to know. The Bible's a big book. There are a lot of details. There are some things that are hard to understand understand. There's some things that are hard to believe, but when we align our faith and our belief with it, we are positioned to know who God is better and have a clearer sense of what he's calling us to do. And as big and as complex as the Bible is, it's still just the Cliff's notes of God's redemptive plan for the world. So everything in here, he wants us to know, he wants us to take seriously. He doesn't want us to gloss over. This sentence we just read about the curtain tearing in the temple is very significant. You remember back in the Old Testament, under the Old Covenant, the only person who could go behind behind the curtain in the tabernacle or in the temple was the high priest. And the high priest could only do that once a year on the Day of Atonement after he'd gone through all these ritual cleansings as a representative of the people to have their sin atoned for. But now this curtain, this separation between a holy God and his people has been torn. And not from bottom to top. It wasn't initiated by humans who reached up to God, but it was torn from top to bottom. This was initiated by God. In the book of Hebrews, later in the New Testament, we'll get there. There's a lot of discussion about Jesus as the high priest. If you want to read ahead, you can go to chapters 9 and 10 and learn about how Jesus is talked about as the one who gives us access to God now. We don't access God through a high priest, through a curtain that is impenetrable except for once a year by a really holy guy. We access God through Jesus Christ now. Here's a taste of that. Hebrews 10, 19, and 20. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh. In other words, Jesus' death, the sacrifice of his body, provided for us access through the curtain. Amazing. Continuing. And the earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs were also opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So Matthew seems to get ahead of himself a little bit because he hasn't talked about the resurrection yet. That's coming in the next chapter. But he starts talking about this earthquake that happened when Jesus died and the earthquake caused tombs to be open. And later on, after Jesus' resurrection, other saints, people who trusted Christ, who put their hope in the Messiah, were also resurrected. They were seen by others in Jerusalem. I'm going to link an article by the Gospel Coalition in the show notes for this, which goes into depth about the chronology of these two verses, because it's kind of confusing. But this is a very interesting and helpful article. If you want to learn more about the sequence of these events and why it seems like Matthew gets ahead of himself in this narrative. That's not all. Verse 54. When the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, Truly, this was the Son of God. So the Roman centurion, the soldier who helped execute Jesus more than likely and who was watching him, he sees all these events happen and he sees how Jesus Christ died. There are several things that Jesus said when he was on the cross. They're not all recorded in Matthew. By the time we go through all the Gospels, Jesus will have said seven statements or seven words from the cross. All of this together 
together convinces this centurion, this probably atheist or polytheistic Roman soldier, that Jesus was the Son of God. This is an incredible statement of faith by an outsider. It's another indicator of what we've talked about throughout the Bible overview, that this message of the gospel is not just for God's chosen people, Israel, but it's for the whole world to the point where even a Roman soldier will come to faith because of God's grace at work in his life. And parenthetically, this makes me wonder if there's any chance that the way Christians die today has an impact on those who see them die. When it's my time to die, I want to die in a way that's different than people who don't know Jesus. I want to die with peace and with hope and with joy. I want to die not clinging to the things of this world. I want to die with confidence. I want to die without animosity toward others. And obviously, I don't know how it's going to go down for me, and I don't know if that's going to be possible. But I wonder if we've ever thought about how we die being a reflection of Christ that would convince others who don't believe him that he is who he says he was. Verse 55, there were also many women there looking on from a distance who had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him, among whom were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Joseph and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. Some of these women will be the first people to see the resurrected Jesus. And the fact that they're even listed here is another reminder that Christians, the Christian faith, Jesus, God, had a much higher view of women than the culture around them at the time. Because if it was up to the culture around them at the time, these women's names would not be known or mentioned because they were viewed as insignificant. Boy, we just covered six verses there that are full of great stuff. Check out the show notes and come back tomorrow for the burial of Jesus. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives. The family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 100 first annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.